I so, do today. That's it. Oh, wow. Riveting. <laughs> uh, I just watched uh, probably the second worst Star Wars movie. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Did you interesting. do that? Just literally just now. Oh, wow. That's, that's weird. Because I, I just did the same thing. before? That's so weird, guys. You're never going to get this. I just You're never going to get this. Never going to get this. You did the same thing? I did the same thing. How did we all watch, watch the second worst Star Wars movie? It's probably chance or coincidence. That's my guess. Force. Yeah. It was the force. Well, <clears throat> speaking of, I think that that's what we're doing today on this episode of the Nerdway Podcast, right? Are Is we that reviewing... what we're doing? We are reviewing are we... the second worst Star Wars movie of all time, and that would be The Last Jedi. It's it's a real coincidence that we all watch the same movie. That is a coincidence because <laughs> I don't I don't even think we planned this. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if we planned it, but we didn't. Just for the record. All right, all jokes aside, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, the Nerdway Podcast. Today we're doing a review of the Last Jedi, and this is a continuation of our Star Wars reviews in honor of the month of May. May the Fourth be with you. Um, say hi, guys. Hi guys. hi, guys. Got Kevin and Kevin, Jay, and Bobby here, um, <laughs> and we're going to review this movie for you. So, yeah, let's get started with uh, our overall feelings. Um, any kind of, you know, anything jump out at you guys in terms of how this movie made you feel overall? Well, okay, so if, if I'm trying to stay more on the objective side, uh, it's a well-made movie. Uh, I think it looks really good. Uh, the acting is almost all the actors do a really good job, I think, of portraying the role that they had written for them. Um I think, I think it's an interesting thing that Ryan Johnson wanted to do to flip the script, and make a Star Wars movie different than any other Star Wars movie we'd ever seen. But honestly, that's not what fans really want. Um, and I think it was more of a failure than anything else. Uh, there, you know, I've got some reasons why later, but I guess we can go into that at that point. All right, yeah, we'll get to that. What about you, Jay? I mean, that's pretty much on the same lines. I'm agreeing with Bobby. Um, the movie is beautiful, and I feel like it was executed uh, pretty well. Uh, all the acting is great. You know, the universe, the world is beautiful. I love how they brought Puppet Yoda back instead of CG Yoda. Um, yeah, um, and then you know, I can I can appreciate the I guess maybe the original idea to turn things over and like maybe shake things up um, as far as the script flip that our Ryan Johnson does. But I mean, like I said, we've, we've had this conversation many times before. It just feels like it's not successful at all in what it does. It it's, it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> My feelings are along the same lines as your guys as well. Um, again, the movie is, is beautiful looking. It continues onto the same kind of vibe that the, the force awakens uh, introduced by, you know, having practical effects mixed in with the, the CGI to make sure that they're not, you know, in prequel territory. Um, yeah, I, I get what they were trying to do with with making. They basically didn't want to make Empire Strikes Back again, and I and I totally get that. Um, they were trying to make it something fresh, something that we haven't seen. Um, that would, it. I mean, I would hope that their intent was to make something that fans would appreciate, um, and that new you know people that are jumping on board could could enjoy as well. Um, and I'll get to I'll expand on that more as well, also. But I feel like this movie sort of. Um, if you're not a fan of Star Wars, you would enjoy it. If you are a fan of Star Wars, you're going to have problems with it, which I think us three in this room were, you know, three for three on believing that's the case. Yeah. So, 
but yeah, I can appreciate what they were trying to do and make something something new at least. But I think, like Jay said, it just missed the mark. It, it fell short. Yeah, definitely. It's you know, it's like Ryan Johnson makes good movies. Like I, I really enjoy Looper. Knives Out is one of my very favorite movies of last year. Like that that's a movie that I've watched twice now and. I, I think I could watch it, you know, every other week and still enjoy it just as much as the first time. Uh, he, he makes good movies. He just really didn't understand what he was getting into by trying to change Star Wars so fundamentally. You know, that's just, yeah. that's just not what you do. Well, I've had the firm belief since ever since this movie came out um, that he didn't really have an understanding of what Star Wars is or what Star Wars fans want to see. Um mm-hmm. And my opinion has been supported by, you know, new, newly supported by the voice actor of Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series, uh, Sam Witwer. Uh, he thinks the same thing, that, that Ryan Johnson, or that The Last Jedi just didn't understand Star Wars fans, or, or Star mm-hmm. Wars as a property. Uh, and I think that's pretty pretty evident when you, when you watch the, you know, this movie. Speaking of that, it's funny because uh, John Boyega, who obviously played Finn, uh, for the last couple of years, he's been bagging on Star Wars or on on the the sequel trilogy like nonstop on Twitter. Like he he clearly doesn't enjoy Star Wars because he was a, a good character in the first movie and then written so poorly beyond that. And it's <laughs> funny to see him just not give one flying fuck. <laughs> I think that's actually a good segue into our into our second topic, which is favorite characters. Um, for me, uh, I don't think that. Ray Ray is like an inoffensive character in my opinion in this movie. She's not as much of a Mary Sue this time, I don't think. Um, I you know maybe if I thought a little deeper, she might be, but she sort of doesn't do much. She's very passive. She's a passive hero. Um, a lot of the stuff that we see involving her is just happening to her instead of her driving the story. Um, Kylo is actually pretty good. I think that he he's probably my favorite character in this movie because he just you see him his descent more into the dark side, even though we see some conflict, um, you know, when he's, when he says aim every gun at Luke towards the end of the movie, you know, he's just consumed by this hatred. Um, so I thought that was, that was a good, um, expansion on his character as a whole. So I said, so if I had to pick one, I'd have to say it it was Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jay? Uh, I'm going to be on the same boat as you guys. Kylo Ren is still my favorite character in this, this, um, in this movie. Um, I think Poe is a close second. I think Poe was pretty much castrated as far as, uh, you know, what he could have been doing in this movie. Um, but just based on who he is and his, his stamp, no, not his stamp, um, just his personality and, you know, what he represents, I think is pretty cool. Uh, Kylo, going back to Kylo, um, you know, we see, yeah, like you said, Kevin, you see his descent into the dark side. But, you know, you do see some of his um, confliction when he's aiming at his mother's ship at the, uh, you know, um, the bridge. And then, you know, he decides not to shoot, but then he gets blown up anyway. And you see that moment of shock. Um, and then you're going back to, you know, all he was about was getting revenge against Luke. And so when they're shooting all the cannons on Luke and you just see he's just like, he's just so consumed with hatred. It's like he's visibly shaking, you know, and he's sweating. Exactly. You know? yeah. And it's just like, I think, I think uh, Adam Driver does a great job playing this character. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, the throne room scenes too. I mean, there's a lot of issues with it, but, you know, you see him kind of like he kicks almost, ass. He, he's kicks ass, but when he when 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 he's when uh, Snoke is interrogating uh, Ray, you know, he's just passive, um, sitting in the background, and then I think like kind of like he's 
deciding then like, well, am I going to put up with this? Are we going to put up with this? This is my chance to take power. And then he does it. And it's kind of a dismal ending for uh, Snoke, for someone who was built up to be so powerful before. So it was kind of disappointing there. But I think just, like I said, Adam Driver does a great job playing this character. Yeah, we're going to get to disappointments and complaints <laughs> in a bit, and Snoke will absolutely be on that list. That, that could be longer than the actual movie itself, uh, that portion. Yeah. Uh, as far as characters, I agree with you guys. I, I have two characters written down on my favorite characters list, and it's, it's Poe and Kylo. Kylo has the most interesting scenes in the movie. I think uh, everything with him and Rey are definitely the best parts of the movie. Uh, I think they're like the intertwining story is actually like fun and interesting to watch. Uh, Adam Driver, I think, is the MVP of this uh, trilogy. Obviously, we'll, we have more to watch and you know to talk about there, but I think he's actually a really good actor here. Uh, Poe, I, I don't think he's given that much to work with, but I still think he's interesting because. Leia and Holdo just have this weird opinion of him that he's just some some punk flyboy who wants to cause damage and just uh, just wants to be a hero or look like a hero. But nothing he does in this movie ever appears to be anything but caring about all of his fellow um, rebels or you know resistance people. Yeah. You know he he's in it to save lives every step of the way. So it's like I I think that he like everything leading up to the mutiny and everything, you know, beyond that, I think he acted that out really well. So he, he was, he and Kylo are definitely the two best characters for me. Yeah. I, I really liked Poe in this too. It's just his, his story, the story surrounding him is really, it's stupid in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dumb, but yeah, he had excellent acting. You know, they were, they were, everyone was really good. Like you were saying, uh, Adam driver, I would agree. probably is the MVP of this series. Um, I thought I thought even though I don't like Luke's character in this movie, I, I, it was also well acted. I think Mark Hamill, yeah, that's he fair. was yeah. he did a great job. Um, so he definitely matured over the thirty something years. <laughs> yeah. actor. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't he need to go buy some power converters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Did okay. So those are our favorite characters essentially. What about other things that we liked about the movie? We talked about the uh, the special effects and the and the overall aesthetic, how the movie looks. Um, but were there were it, there any like story portions or uh, anything more along those lines that you guys liked? Uh, like starting uh, towards the very beginning, uh, I really liked. It started off with too much humor, I think, right off the bat. But then when once the action starts, you you see like just the gravity of everything. Uh, you see like all these ships getting destroyed and like their uh, their panic to try and get some bombs off. The scene with uh, Rose Tico's sister, where she. Uh, she basically knows she's going to die, but then she gets the remote to uh, release the bombs. Like the, that's a really good scene. Like it's, it's really good looking. It's, it's a fun space battle, uh, but it's just, it's really well acted, I think. And it's just really well written, which is one of the few times you can say that about a scene in these movies. <laughs> it's got some good tension in it. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But also, you know, one of the things that I really liked is just the, they do a good job of showing how like grand these ships are, you know, they're sheer, size like when the the dreadnought comes into frame um at a light speed you're just like oh dang that's that's stunning and then yeah. you you can really feel its power when it destroys the rebel base with you know three shots and and that whole thing um so yeah that was all that scene is is pretty well done that like you said the humor is a little much um but it also had a purpose even if it is a little bit annoying we know what poe's trying to do so yeah, yeah i'll give i'll give that first uh, that first set piece some props 
Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as some other stuff that I liked, um, you know, uh, let's see. Going to, I, you know, I wasn't a fan of what they did with Luke, but I think it was an interesting attempt to try and show a broken Luke. It's just, I feel like the way that he was broken was very poorly written. Um, but I like the idea of what you know they're trying to go for, like a, a kind of like a gray Jedi with him. It's just they really poorly executed that. Yeah, I don't even that, know if they qualify as a gray Jedi. I think he just uh, broken and he just gave it up altogether. I think a gray yeah. Jedi lives in between, you know, the light and dark, and you know understands that it's not black and white. There is gray. That's why they're gray Jedi. But Luke just like, you know what? Uh, I'm giving up altogether. I'm not going to use the Force. I'm shutting myself off. Yeah. So I, uh, so I think anyone along the lines of gray Jedi might be like say Ahsoka, or um, even a close um, Mace Windu was almost right. So. Yeah, with his fighting style. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Did what were some likes that you had? I, I think I really liked the ship design as far as some of the empire, or not the empires. <laughs> the. Uh, I wish. The first order, the first order ships, like we see the, the Snoke's um, big, big ass ship come through, and like you yeah, said, the, the grand, supremacy. the scale, the supremacy of it all is it's just really cool. And then it's funny because you look back and you look at the resistance; they're all still the old ships that they had from you know the <laughs> first rebellion right, you know right. they have um i don't think there was any mon calamari ships but you know just all the frigates and the cruisers and the you know the that stations their, their flagship was mon Cala. yeah that's why akbar uh, was the yeah and akbar was, was there yeah, yeah yeah um oh and yeah akbar i mean i was happy to see akbar again but that was short-lived <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely yeah what, what, you um, think, what about you? oh sorry Jeff, i thought you were done no i'm good go ahead Jeff. um I think you already did it. <laughs> yeah, well, I sort of uh, supported Bobby's choice. Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, I don't think there's not much that I liked in terms of how the plot plays out and you know story beats and that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to have a relatively long list for, for dislikes um, when it comes to this category. But yeah, basically that opening scene, I, I had some high hopes for the rest of the movie and then it, it basically falls short from then on. <laughs> Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is so sad because I was super excited for this movie. I remember when the trailer came out and I was just like, man, that's going to be badass. We're going to see some really cool stuff. Um, not, almost none of it was that cool. Um, I want to see someone broken see Kevin after this movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember just a quick aside after we saw the movie and we were hanging out in the parking lot or we were hanging out in the lobby of the movie theater first, you know, our whole group of friends. And we were all just kind of like, did you like it? Did you like it? It was like, um, yeah, I guess. And I remember being like, I don't really know. And then after Pat and I were walking to our parking lot where our cars were because you guys had parked in a different spot. So we were walking and just talking along the way. And then we're like, wait, that was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. Like just listing off all this stuff. It was a huge, huge disappointment for me. So with that being said, let's get into the next category with least favorite characters. We tried to stay as positive as long as we could. Yeah. yeah it's been really hard. <laughs> yeah, it has. Uh, so least favorite characters. There's a, there's an obvious one here, um, but I'll let one of you guys take it. How about, how about you? I'll do it. Go Rose ahead. Tico is my least favorite character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's the most pointless person to be introduced in the story. So late in the story. Um, I just don't understand what, what the purpose of her was. And just to disrupt, you know, uh, Finn, trying to sacrifice himself you know for the good of the whole crew you know her doing that you know literally bobby had mentioned i think during the movie that, that mm -hmm. 
all these people died just because you know she had to stop Finn from sacrificing himself. One person was going to sacrifice himself and save the rest of the whole. Yeah, that rebellion. was that was actually me who said that. I was, no, I that was that. you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said she potentially um, yeah. just killed the whole resistance. Yeah, exactly. Because then, of her choice. I mean, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here too right now. My my least favorite character, one of my other least favorite characters in this was um. It's not on a limb. I was trying to be controversial. I was going to say Luke, but then I realized it's Holdo. Holdo is my least favorite character. Jay, you can't take all the worst characters for yourself. <laughs> yeah, Jay's like, I hate Snoke. I hate, I hate Snoke. I, I hate Ray. I hate Snoke, Kylo. we actually got to see more of Snoke and see him, like, you know, he actually, I think Snoke was actually pretty decent in this. He just had a shitty um, ending. Yeah. And there was no more He was, bar- he was barely in it. That's let's the thing save, that sucks. Let's yeah. save that for the dislikes yeah. and complaints. But Haldo, I mean, this is a person we never heard of before in any not even in uh Force Awakens, we didn't hear the name Haldo, did we? No. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's this person in charge after Leia's, you know, unconscious from using too much force in space that she survived <laughs> for a minute and a half without yeah. freezing to death. Well we could have um, got a legacy character to do it like Admiral could have been Ackbar. Yeah, that would have been perfect. It should have like, been he, he Could have gotten some actual character from him, yeah. and, and he, then... he could have done most of the same stuff and gotten the same effect. Yeah, <laughs> and Haldo yeah. just seemed like she's just throwing her weight around. She didn't really seem like she cared too much. Like she's like, "You're gonna have to listen to me because I'm in charge," and there's no reasoning behind her being that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, Rose and Haldo are my least favorite. I think they're both very pointless characters, and they're just introduced just because I don't know, just to shake things up or. There is another agenda somewhere behind in the writing, um, but there's been lots gonna... of accusations of that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, they they feel very shoehorned in. Um, you know, it's like oh, we just need to have somebody new, um, and so they're like, okay, let's force them into the story somehow. Even though we have existing characters that fans who will appreciate expansion on them could have could have worked better. So, what about you, Bobby? Well, I you know, it's I've got rose and and admiral holdo on here it's just they they were not well written like you you have rose on here taking it upon herself to like to stun and imprison people who are trying to escape it's like yeah it's desertion but they're also gonna like they're just on a course where they they have holdo who's not telling them what's gonna happen so they all just think that they're gonna die so she's taking it upon herself to screw those people over from trying to leave it's just in concert, the two of them worked very terribly, and uh, in like the worst possible way. I mean, was that her job, her positioning? I just, I mean, I, I think she she mentioned her job, and it was like something completely unrelated. I don't yeah, remember what it was. Like, she was like, a security I officer. That, I said that during the movie. I'm like, why is she running security? Who is she? Yeah, she's like a mechanic or something like that. Yeah, I'm like it I just it made no sense. But it's like I, I just think that you know Holdo. Like I, I mentioned this, you know, we've talked about it multiple times. Uh, if they had worked like a, a mole into the story in some way, it would have fixed both Rose and Finn's storyline and Poe's storyline with Holdo, because she wouldn't have been telling anybody anything for for fear of the mole yeah, giving information sense. to the the New Order. Well, I don't have and a the... ton to add about with least favorite characters. You guys basically covered it, so let's just get right <laughs> into the dislikes and complaints because that's essentially what you're talking about, Bobby. That oh, whole yeah. that whole uh, um, storyline with Poe being like, you know, oh, you're just a cocky flyboy. We're not going to listen to you because blah, blah, blah. Uh, when he's, you know, when he was a high-ranking officer in the Resistance and had proved that he was there, like you were saying earlier, to save lives, there was no reasoning for them to keep that a secret from him. Um, so that whole mutiny scene 
like was so totally pointless. So if they would have put a mole, like you were saying, it could, it would have fixed everything. It would have made oh, it so much better. Yeah, the lack of trust would have been there. And yeah. then to, to go back to like them not sharing anything with Poe, the first thing when Aldo meets Finn, is she starts doing <laughs> some of those like, oh yeah, we're gonna yeah. reject everyone in these yeah. uh, these three vessels. And, and he's uh, already proven to be a traitor. <laughs> yeah, and he's really at least like which, he's three days into being part of the resistance, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, which would have been the perfect opportunity to have a mole because they could have sus- suspected Finn to be giving them information. So this this would have fixed two things. It would have made it so that the hyperspace tracking wouldn't have been necessary because that's a world-breaking technology. It makes absolutely no sense. So they, it would have gotten rid of that because the mole could have been feeding them their, their location, right? Could have yeah. been signaling, this is where we're at. The First Order can follow them. So it solves that problem. It also solves the not wanting to tell anybody what the plan is because there's a, a suspected mole. And then they could have created a total, totally different side story for Poe and Finn and Rose, if you want, um, to go on to find Ray or to... Yeah, Poe should have been with them. Yeah, yeah, or to prove Finn's innocence or, or whatever it is, whatever the choice is. Um, anything to get away from my biggest complaint is the Cantobite <laughs> scene. The, all the Cantobite stuff is ridiculous and it's stupid. We don't need to see... Uh, something like a modern casino setting in a Star Wars movie. It's supposed to be an old lived-in universe, not like this weird, like bizarro world. Essentially, it was just you really know, weird. You know what's funny about that? Because it, it, it totally feels like a different movie. It feels like a Star Trek movie, which is funny because yeah. JJ wasn't even directing this movie. <laughs> yeah. So That's I, I just don't understand what was happening with it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just, like, it was 30 minutes of wasted time that we could have had story about, you know, uh, Ray being trained or yeah. more more behind, of, you know, possible the reasonings behind Holdo not telling anything to anybody, you know. Um, and it just, it, it was just put in for the sake of being put in. And I don't understand. I would have What's... liked more of the, the training stuff for sure. Like Luke, yeah. Luke and Ray's relationship, we should have seen way more of that. It was It was definitely wasted. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's going to teach her three lessons and then doesn't he only teach her one? Like, we don't even get what he says. He says he's going to teach her three things <laughs> and then he doesn't. It's it, like, yeah. it's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, sorry. It just bothers me so much that this movie, it's a two and a half hour movie. And I feel like almost nothing is accomplished. Like it, that so little happens in this movie for it being two and a half hours long. Like if, if they had doubled the training time and, you know, like you said, just got more time with Luke or what? Yeah. With Luke and Ray. I feel like it would have been a much better movie for that. You know, it just, it's like they cut corners at, uh, at every possible step and it really spited the movie, you know? Yeah. Well, not to mention the whole Canto Bite sequence is like, they go to Canto Bite to look for the master um, code breaker, right? Mm-hmm. So they find Fidicio del Toro instead and he rescues them <laughs> and they go to the, the yeah, Fidicio <laughs> del Stutter. Um, <laughs> He takes him to the supremacy. They're on the supremacy to destroy a, a part. Or I forgot what it was. The flux capacitor, <laughs> <laughs> the hyperspace tracker, the hyperspace drive tracker, whatever. And then so that doesn't even come of it. They don't destroy that. Benicio del Toro betrays them, and they're just on supremacy. And then during that, Haldo does her Haldo remover and destroys the supremacy. And then they're on a shuttle back to um, what's the planet again? Great. Um, Crate. Crate. Back to crate. And so literally what they did was fruitless. Completely, yeah. absolutely fruitless and did nothing. To expand on that too, then while they're on the supremacy, 
um, Phasma is reintroduced into the story and then immediately <gasps> dies. <laughs> so it's like she's, what was she's the point of bringing her back? <laughs> she's there for two minutes and then dies again. That's literally the whole... That feels like what the whole point of that scene was for, was just to get them on the ship so Finn could defeat Phasma for whatever reason because she had so much screen time and they had so much history. It's like, come on. They're, they're assuming that we we just know that they had a tense relationship or some shit. They don't tell us anything. So it's like, like you said, all the Canabite stuff, Finn, Finn and Rose's whole story is just accomplished in other ways in the same movie. So yeah. it's utterly pointless. It's mm-hmm. utterly pointless. Um, my oh. theory is that they introduced that whole scene just so that they could show the kid at the end. You which know, nothing. The, yeah, which hindsight tells us it amounts to nothing, but mm-hmm. I think that was the whole point of that. Yeah, it could be. All right, let's you, get to the next one. Well, you know, really, my, my I think my biggest dislike is like out of all these things, which there are, I I've list. got about seventeen, uh, sorry, sixteen things written here. Some, a few of them are nitpicks. Most of them are actual gripes. But this one, they they destroyed Hux as a character. He was such a great villain in the movie before. We we dedicated at least five minutes to talking about him in our last review yeah. about how scary he was as like a dictator type figure. And they made him an absolute joke. He got thrown around by Snoke and by uh, Kylo four or five times alone. Just like he was he was the punchline in every scene he was in. And it, it makes no sense as to why. That he was a very good character. He like he and Kylo were on equal footing in the last movie. And in this one, they just made him just a complete and total waste. Yeah. Like I feel like it's worse than Phasma. At least, you know, at least Phasma was never built up as anything. Yeah. He was built up as a as a great character. Right. And it add on to that, he got thrown around by Poe in the first opening scene, verbally and wit- <laughs> verbally through wits. He got thrown around by Poe. Oh he was my just god! Served the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I think that's a that's a pretty good segue into into Snoke. I think that's <laughs> one of my one of my big complaints too is the fact that they set up such a such a mysterious character with a ton of potential where you could go in terms of uh, his power level. Where his origin, whatever. We didn't need like a full origin like we got for Palpatine, but like, you know, just anything. We know we know absolutely nothing about him at this point, and he's set up to be like the big bad and incredibly powerful, and then he's cut in half, which I sort of get with why they did that because they wanted Kylo to be like the main guy now, but it just seemed it seems so weird and like just a waste, just a total waste of a character. Um, and his he's talking about being so incredibly powerful and then kylo basically like you know wedges him <laughs> he pulls a prank on him and cuts him in half like it's just, <laughs> it's really weird it's really weird so i was very disappointed in, in the whole snoke thing yeah, yeah. um get back to uh, luke i guess luke i mean this yeah. is character breaking for luke's character yeah um, i agree this is completely throws a whole built character from the original trilogy. This person who's going to be this literally the savior figure um, of this resistance, the rebellion, and and then it goes does everything completely against character in the rest of these, and uh, even like going back to him giving up and and thinking that uh, Ben is you know going to be the most evil person in the world, and then attempts to murder him, even though he, he even he, he's telling a story he and he's like, I had too. a moment of weakness and I stopped myself. Yeah. But still, I mean, but, you didn't have uh, that moment of weakness when you were saving your father, literally the most, one of the most evil 
Sith and, and, and you know... What people like to people. say to that is that you do see Luke lose it and, like, start, like, beating down Vader, but then he stops himself just in the same exact way. So lesson learned. He learned all Yeah, you exactly. Know? And then like, yeah. he completely forgets it. That's the whole point of the character is his pull to the dark side because of his lineage um, and resisting it and becoming the greatest Jedi of all time. So then when they, when they create this sequel, which... When I saw The Force Awakens, I had high hopes. I thought it was I thought it was really good. Obviously, if you listen to the um, our last episode, I thought it was really good, and I was hopeful for the direction it was going to go. But then when this movie came out, it basically told me that they don't that they're actively trying to negate the events of the original trilogy. And in my opinion, I wish that this trilogy should have never existed. They should have never made it if this was the direction they were going to go. I would trade The Force Awakens any day for this to not happen. Because mm-hmm. Luke is utterly ruined. He's he's totally ruined. His whole character arc in the original trilogy is now nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. I, I would totally have understood if he had failed, you know, his new Jedi Order and then went into exile as like yeah, almost exactly. like a penance or whatever. But like abandoning the force made no sense. He should have just been like, you know, trying to recenter himself with the force in order to regroup and in order to try and rebuild again because he's not a quitter he's never been a quitter um so it's just like this weird weird turn that they went through with him and extremely disappointed in his story um not to mention the way that he dies what a what a buzzkill um that no, i wouldn't even have had that much of a uh, a gripe with the way he dies if you know if he was actually physically there you know and he did some kind of obi-wan thing if you he, know where, yeah, yeah. Him dying is not the problem. It's yeah, the, it's the, the way, way he that died. he died. Yeah. yeah, I would have, I would have actually preferred if he died like Yoda did, where he was just old. He had done, done his job training Ray. You know, taught him everything he knew, and then was one with the Force. But the way that they did it in, in this one, in this movie, is just it was very strange. He he's like this super powerful Jedi, and he and he dies because he got tired. Like it's it's really weird. Super. Yeah, weird. He's using this is a very confusing section. It's like, okay, this projection super like, hard. Did he ever seem? <laughs> yeah. Did he ever come off as like weak? Like, did he ever like seem like frail in like the the time that we had on screen with him before that? Because no. like, he's if we would have had something like, yeah, he's pole vaulting big old chasms over the ocean and spearfishing, you know. <laughs> well, then he and, force pushes the whole building apart. Yeah, and all it's, stuff. And... It's yeah. Yeah, he seemed fine. Like, I don't think force projecting himself should have killed him. It. Like they they didn't they didn't allude to that being a problem at all. Like it's just it was badly written. Like yeah. that's show, that's the problem that pisses me off. Show us he's tired or whatever. Show us he's frail. Do mm-hmm. something because like or maybe Yoda, he's sick. Maybe, maybe he has some kind of disease. That's something I don't know. But but like when, when Yoda dies, he's you know he's like real slow limping around his house and then he gets in his bed and he's all like oh you can just tell he's gonna go. Like we don't see that with Luke at all. He's just like. Oh, I, I went to crate with my force projection, and I made fun of Kylo Ren, and now I'm dead. It's like, <laughs> how are you gonna talk shit and then die? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so weird. He should have been You're on right. the planet. He should have been yeah. actually there. I would have been okay with him dying like a like a actual warrior because these mm-hmm. the Jedi are based on samurai. That's like what they did. You know, they believed in a warrior's death and all that stuff. It was. Yeah, it was just a really weird thing. You know what? I take back what I said earlier. The Canobite thing is my second, my <laughs> second <laughs> biggest dislike. This Luke's story arc is the is the worst thing. Um, it like I said, it it negates his whole character. It's yeah. weird. 
So moving on to another thing, it, like this, this really bothers me. Like, I feel like what we ended up getting with uh, at the end of the end of this movie going into the next movie, you know, we had um, Kylo as the the big bad, and we had Ray as the hero. That was so boring and predictable. Yeah, sure, Kylo ended up you know switching sides towards the end of the next movie. Spoiler, um, but. You know, it's like, why not do something interesting? If you're going to change all this stuff, if you're trying to do something different, why not, why not like flip them and make Kylo the good guy by the end of this movie and Ray the bad guy? You've been hint- you hinted for the entire movie that Ray was going towards the dark side, and obviously it keeps going into the next movie. Why not roll with it? Like, y- that would have been such an interesting turn to see uh, Ray as the bad guy and Kylo have to try and redeem himself and then try and take her down at the, at the same time. Like I just to see her gravitate towards, even if they kept on going with the the Palpatine stuff, like just have her, you know, just embrace it, and I I just feel like that would have been such a better storyline instead of, you know, the predictable boring stuff we got. I don't I don't necessarily like that that direction, but I would have probably liked it more than this movie <laughs> because <laughs> I, think... I personally wanted I wanted Ray to be a Skywalker, and if she was going to be a Skywalker and turn to the dark side, that would have been kind of boring we've seen that already um either that or a kenobi i would have wanted her to be a descendant of a light side user um what we eventually know that what she turns out to be in the next movie um i would have probably been okay with that at that point it would have retroactively probably like you know smoothed it's not it over. perfect but yeah <laughs> but but yeah her her turning to the dark side and kylo turning to the light would have been would have been more interesting than what we got probably um, I actually would have liked if, um, and this is this is getting really deep into like fan theory stuff. But from yeah. in Rebels, Rebels has a kid named Ezra Bridger. At the end of that series, spoiler alert, he goes off into the outer rim, and we don't know what happens to him. We don't know if he's alive or dead. In the in one of the Star Wars dictionaries for this movie for the Last Jedi, it talks about Snoke having having had two apprentices, uh, one of them being Kylo. So what could have happened is um, Kylo turns to the light in this movie and then the next movie introduces the the other apprentice and snoke's still alive um that could have that could have worked maybe it would have been too late to introduce that character um but or maybe we stick with what we got and then a new character enters in to try and challenge kylo for his throne in the right. next movie um that so would those have been really interesting <laughs> yeah that would have been better than we'll, we'll get to that in the next one <laughs> than yeah. the rise of skywalker but yeah, like I like I said, I wouldn't have loved that, but it would have been better than this. What you know, what you said, Bobby. I think uh, the issue is is with Ryan Johnson writing this, and not having you know known anything about pretty much Star Wars besides basic stuff. Well, he definitely not, didn't not know anything watching, about Episode Seven. Yeah, that's for sure. Not watching Episode Seven, I don't know if he had a copy of the script or read it before post editing or something like that, and not knowing what things were edited, and I don't know. But I think that they were trying to do introduce a lot of new characters for a new generation, and in, in, the, in doing that, they forget about the old generation, you know. And they're trying to to, to placate, um, you know, a new crowd. And I think doing that was a slap in the face when they probably could have easily balanced it out to bring in the new new generation of viewers, a younger younger viewer, a younger fan, and, and still not pleasing or pleasing, and and not just placating but pleasing and mm-hmm. making the older fan. I mean, there's well, so many other ways they could have done this. Well, let's look at The Force Awakens versus this movie. The Force Awakens obviously took old fans a new account. They wanted to try and bridge the gap. 
uh, between old fans and introduce the property to newer fans. Um, that's why it is essentially a remake of A New Hope um, with a little bit of Empire uh, thrown in there. This movie does the complete opposite. So J.J. Abrams understood what he needed to do to get people on board, and Ryan Johnson, I don't know what he was thinking, <laughs> to be honest, and I will claim until... Until I die, that he does not understand Star Wars at all. Like you said at the beginning of, the, of this episode, Bobby, he's a good filmmaker. Knives Out was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I was surprised I loved it um, because I still am so mad at him for this movie. <laughs> but it's clear that he didn't understand the characters he was trying to write. And on top of that, seems to have abandoned everything that J.J. Abrams set up. So it's just twofold. It's two, two bad moves in one. So, yeah, it's... And- what I think supports that theory too is how defensive he got when people were were panning this movie. Yeah, and he called he was he's making fun man of babies. man babies, original yeah. Star Wars fans, man babies. So it's like you alienated an entire I don't know how many generations have come between then and there. Four generations maybe, you know, yeah, three three or four generations between since the original Star Wars was out, and that's how many people have invested time into these movies and to the prequels. Um, you know, and, and you slap them in the face and you're like, nope, this is for these people and me. And, you know, I'm going to do what I want. Um, and, and, and then the way he was defending himself and, you know, how defensive he got in it. I think it was just he didn't know how to react or he didn't know what to say. And so he's he very, just, very defensive. He's just defensive. <laughs> well, you know, he has no argument for it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that box office is everything, but we have seen ever since Force Awakens a drop in box office for every movie that was released. Um, only one of those movies I do like in solo, it felt the most star Wars of this, you know, since the force awakens. Um, but, uh, this movie didn't perform as well as the force awakens did and the rise of Skywalker didn't perform as well as that. So we can see this backlash of the decision they made to go this direction. So, you know, and good. No, you go. I was just going to end the rise of Skywalker. Isn't that good of a movie either. So who knows if box office really matters. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an obvious trend. Yeah, I see them. I see Disney, and uh, you know, maybe trying to make up for that with uh, a lot of the streaming stuff. Like Mandalorian was amazing. Um, a lot of the standalone spinoff movies. I mean, I I like Solo. I loved um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see what else they have, and I think that's where they're going to try to like you know make it up to the fans that were maybe alienated. Uh, and this this new trilogy. And I right. hope Do you want to know what's crazy? I I just looked at the numbers. So the Force Awakens made two billion dollars worldwide. It, yeah. it was about one point one international, nine hundred thirty million domestic. Um, the next one, The Last Jedi, went down to about one point three billion worldwide, and The Rise of Skywalker is one billion worldwide. Oh. Like that's that's a dramatic shift from yeah. where we started. Yeah, it still made a ton of money. Lucasfilm isn't going to go out of business or anything, but. <laughs> But if you look at the tail off, that's not not a really good sign. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think we got time for maybe one more one more dislike, and then we should uh, wrap up and do our final rating. So, what do you want? Well, uh, I would say I don't think we talked about it much. Uh, Ray's parents. Uh, that was a huge thing going from the Force Awakens into this movie, and you know whether he lied about it or not, whether Kylo even knew or not. Uh, I think we didn't get nearly enough. Uh, of a resolution to that even if they had still hinted uh in this movie going into the next movie about him that would have been fine with me but they completely cut that storyline off at the knees and just ryan johnson didn't care about it he's like that, oh no no it, it doesn't matter that's too and delicious and the knights of ren also it's like yeah there's nowhere to be found uh so yeah 
know. Yeah, it just seems like he he wanted to do his own thing regardless of what came before the the movie before, uh, which I just feel like you can't. That that's why uh, the MCU is so good at what they do because Kevin Feige makes sure that the movies make sense going one after another after another. Yeah, you know. Well, they Continuity. have a general roadmap. You know, you yeah. say what you want to say about the prequels, but George Lucas at least had a story that he wanted to tell that made sense. Yeah. You know, the way it was told. There's not stuff that is introduced that cancels out something that was introduced in the previous movie. Like there's no bait and switches. It's like, yeah, it's it's really really strange. Um, and like I said many times, I don't think he understands Star Wars. <laughs> it's just uh, at the end of the day, I don't think he does. He's probably a Star Trek fan. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get to our, our final rating. Um, let's see what you guys got. I'm going to be pretty harsh, so I'll, I'll save it for last. How about you, Bobby? You go first. All right, so I, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. I, that's what I've been trying to do, keep an open mind throughout this whole watch. And I'm trying to consider you know everything. I'm trying to consider story, acting, visuals, sound, just trying to get everything in there. I would go a 6.5 because the the story just wasn't good. The acting, I think, was good. Not necessarily great, but good acting. I think the visuals were excellent, and the sound, as always, excellent. But um, the story, I think, weighs heavily for me, and it just didn't do enough to pull its weight. So I'd go a 6.5. All right, what about you, Jay? Um, I'm along the same boats. Uh, I mean, if you look, I want to be as objective as possible, like Bobby said. Um, If you look at this movie as a standalone movie, maybe a different Star Wars story, it might be getting, you know, a seven, seven and a half based on visuals, based on how it was executed, not based on story, obviously, because it wouldn't be the same story if it was a standalone movie. Yeah. But saying that, I do have to be subjective in being a Star Wars fan and this basically being our view of it. So I have to go along with Bobby along again and say a 6.5 and then I can't give it any higher than that. Kevin's furious right now. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think those are those are fair scores. Um it's if you listen to our first episode ever of the new, the Nerdway podcast, we rank um, the Star Wars saga, and I had Attack of the Clones at the bottom. And Attack of the Clones is clearly a worse movie than this. Uh, but for me, this movie, and I'm trying to sort of like I I was gonna try and look at it at, on an objective level. <laughs> if you weren't really a Star Wars fan, you mm. you might like this movie because it does it does some cool things. Uh, but as someone who has spent, you know, I'm 33 years old and I started watching this stuff when I was five. You know, I was I've been a fan forever. I collect I collect Star Wars merchandise. Um, mm-hmm. This movie gets this is a five for me. Um, it's it's an F. It fails as a Star Wars movie. Um, if I were if I, like I said, if I weren't a fan, I'd maybe give it like a seven because it wouldn't really make sense if I didn't know any of the background. <laughs> um, so so yeah, it's a it's an F. It's a solid F. Um, it would not pass my class. Um, you know, it's, it's a bad movie. It it gets the lowest grade. It gets the lowest grade. It did get the lowest grade from me. (laughs) All right. So yeah, that's, uh, that's our general review of the force awakens. I mean, of the last Jedi, I think that, um, I recommend if you are a star Wars fan, well, I don't know why you wouldn't have seen it already, but it's definitely worth a watch because it does have some visuals and it'll, it'll ignite some passion in you too. Um, so don't avoid it. Uh, watch the movie. Uh, let us know know what you thought yourself. Sorry to interrupt. One scene that uh, I don't I don't know if we talked about uh, Yoda being in the movie. The scene with him and burning down the Jedi Temple. Um, I thought that was a great scene, and it just the nostalgia of seeing Yoda in a movie is probably worth it, even though there's a lot of other bad stuff. So. All right, so Bobby just caused me to revise my score to a 5.05. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. Uh, keep an eye out for our next review. Uh, we'll be doing The Rise of Skywalker. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know if you like this movie or not. Um, I'm sure someone out there does. Um, and until then, may the Force be with you and keep treading that in Thanks for riding the wave. Wow, you did it. <laughs> <laughs>